Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you're like me and you've ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here, whether literally or figuratively, in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, or somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest is a mindfulness speaker and founder of Please Notes, a for-purpose company of affirmation-filled products. She has spent her career spreading the message of mindset growth and human potential and has worked with companies such as Wonder Woman Tech, WeWork, The Women's Leadership Intensive, and Badassery Magazine, which is a fantastic name for a magazine. Committed to women's empowerment, she is an author and entrepreneur. She works to guide and help others boost their self-confidence so that they can deepen their impact and maximize their potential and create delicious, fulfilling lives for themselves and the ones they care about. Along the way, she has had a lot of fun and has been featured in many mainstream outlets such as InStyle, Huffington Post, Forbes, and Fast Company. She splits her time between LA and Toronto. Welcome, Cheryl Sutherland. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to get into some juicy conversation today. Well, I am so thankful that you made time, especially it's Monday morning that we're recording this and Mondays tend to be a little bit hectic. So um, thank you so much for making time in your day to connect. So I gave our audience just a, a highlight reel really of everything you've accomplished. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about how you got to where you are today. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, I don't even know. Uh, no, I tend to just... Um, follow what makes the most sense. Like, does this seem like a good decision? Um, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that is inspiring to me? And then kind of move from there. So I guess the Coles Notes version, and if anybody's Canadian, they'll probably get that reference, but like, I'm, the, I'm literally like the, um, the, uh, the littlest hobo where I just transitioned from one place to another place to another place. But I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, and then got into personal development after I had achieved all of the things that I thought I needed to achieve in order to be successful. So house, car, boyfriend, check, check, check. But of course, still not feeling uh, super successful or even like, aren't I supposed to feel, feel different? Um, as a result of that, it took my life on like a completely different tangent where I had the opportunity to move to California, work for some different entrepreneurs there, start a business, and then also move back to Canada a couple years later and just really finding my roots and like figuring out like what are the next steps that I want to take, what adventures make the most sense for me, and how can I make the most impact and support the most people possible. So now we're at this point where I am in fact um, the, like the entrepreneur, a entrepreneur, where I have this amazing business called Please Notes. And it's a line of affirmation-filled goods. And it's really created to support you in becoming your favorite version of you, no matter what that looks like. I always, and anybody who's listened to any of my other episodes um, where I have fellow Canadians on, I love all of the, you know, inside baseball, <laughs> um, which interestingly enough, inside baseball doesn't resonate with Canadians because we're not a huge baseball country. We only have one team, right? Yeah. So, but little as hobo Cole's notes. I love it. I hope you moved back from California to Calgary, either when there was a major Chinook going on or in the summer. So it wasn't too shocking. <laughs> well, I gave up on Calgary and now I'm actually in Toronto. So our winters okay. are much better than anything that Calgary has ever given me. And I can't go back. <laughs> yeah. Except for we get the equil equivalent of the, uh, the June gloom in California in November. And I'm okay we with get... that. I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's better than snow in October. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, I haven't had to <laughs> dig my car out once since I left. So winning. <laughs> 
well, you've now cursed us, and <laughs> it's going to start snowing immediately and not stop, and we're all going to have to dig out our car. So thank you, Cheryl. You're <laughs> Um, okay, so for again my audience who who's familiar with our with our show here, um, I always like to start with four questions. So if you are ready to go, we will dig in. Let's do it. You've had a varied career, like you said, you took the boxes, whatnot, and you know came up with this great gig that you have now. But you know, as a kid, what do you? What's the first career you remember wanting to do yeah. when you grew up? I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. And I thought that I, yeah, I know it was weird. I watched a lot of uh, TLC. <laughs> my parents were divorced. And so when I was at my dad's house, like me and TLC, best friends, baby story, and uh, a bunch of these different uh, shows. But it really came down to the fact that I got to help people. It was low pressure because I got to schedule out a lot of my things and I got to make a lot of money. So are you a Nip Tuck fan? I am a huge Nip Tuck fan. And then also a huge botched fan as well. <laughs> All right. So more things in common. I love Nip Tuck. I thought that was just like the bomb. <laughs> just crazy. Anyway, no more promoting TLC. <laughs> so you mentioned that your, your parents were divorced. I imagine that must have been really tough. From an influence, do you remember who the big influence was in your life early on? That's tricky to say. I think that it would, of course, have to be my parents, but they had totally different parenting styles as well. So I think from my dad, I really got this understanding of like, how hard work and diligence actually leads to a lot of really great things. And then for my mom, it would have been how taking risks and taking chances and betting on yourself really, uh, really supports you in getting what you want. That's a really good balance. <laughs> yeah. There's also like some weird stuff in there too. Of course, with all okay. parents, but I'm all like, you know what? I think those are the two things that I take from them and I appreciate both of them for it. Yeah. Yeah. Not to turn it into a therapy session, but if you're, if your parents, if it was acrimonious, then I'm oh, sure yeah. your dad was like, no, don't take risks. You just need to work hard. And your mom's like, nothing good ever came from working hard. You need to just go for what you want <laughs> in this internal dialogue. Like we need any more arguing in our head, right? I, I, you gotta love it, right? Is there a song that epitomizes your career path? I mean, you've done so many things. You've moved around. You've clearly followed passion. Um, is there a song that really captures that or something maybe that you're, you're, it's really resonating with you today? The only song that is coming to me right now is Try Again by Aaliyah. It's only because it's like, at first you don't succeed, you know, dust yourself off and try again. And that's essentially what will lead you to any sort of success in anything, but then also the most delicious life that you could have, you know, variety is in fact that spice, but being able to try different things and saying like, okay, that didn't work exactly how I wanted it, but at least I can say I had that experience is, it's just really super enriching. I love the most delicious life. I'm going to have to figure out how to work that into more conversations. I think that is just amazing. Street name. Um, you know, you've, <laughs> you've clearly lived on a lot of streets, um, and been to a lot of places. Is there a street name? If your career was a street name, what would the actual road be? It's a cross between either crossroads <laughs> or, um, there's actually this, I don't know if it's an Avenue or Boulevard or whatever in Lethbridge that's called whoop up. And I always think it's so interesting, like whoop up. whoop up. And I'm pretty sure that it really comes from like the indigenous people there, but it's just like, this is what my life is. It's like the more excitement and play that I bring into it, like the better that it is. So I'm like, let me just whoop this up. <laughs> well, I would never have thought that Lethbridge, Alberta. And for those of you who are Canadian geographically, geographically challenged, that is like Northern Alberta. Um, it's cold. There's not a lot there that they would have such a fun name for a road. That's 
cool. They had cool people on their building planning team. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly. My husband's an urban planner by profession, but I'm not sure he ever came up with a fun name like that. Hopefully he's not listening. All right. So... <laughs> So you mentioned, you know, you've got this great company now and you've tried a lot of things, but what, you know, when you talk about Crossroads was the first word, first name that you came up with, with regards to um, your career name, what has it been like? What has the journey really, you know, has there been drivers? Is there, you know, you mentioned wanting to, to be a plastic surgeon, both to help people and make money, which is totally cool. I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, nobody sets out in this world to be poor um, or, or not be able to afford the things that, that we'd like. But, you know, what's that journey been like? How has that, how have you gone from, you know, Calgary, Alberta to California, now to Toronto and, and doing your own thing? I mean, <laughs> I always tell people my life either looks like, um, like a, a really great lifetime story or it looks like a dumpster fire. Like, but it, it also depends on like what your values are and how much I guess you can take risk tolerance wise. Like before I started getting into personal growth, I was very much more on the side of like my father speaking to like the working hard, you do the things, you check the boxes and you're good. Right. And so I ended up getting an amazing career, going to school, you know, having good credit, like doing all the things that I knew that I needed to do in order to be successful, in order to be safe, in order to have like my life together. And then after getting all of that, it was like, okay, is this actually something that I want to do? And then that's when things started unlocking for me. And I'm very appreciative and I feel very privileged that I had the opportunity to, you know, be able to achieve a lot of those things at an earlier age so that I'm not like, you know, at a, um, I don't have as many things that might be holding me back or like that I have to be responsible for if I did want to go ahead and try something new. But then being able to do that and even leave the industry I was in, which was banking, which I could really have been in for the rest of my life, like let's be honest, um, transitioning into certain things like let me try working for entrepreneurs. Like I really love like using my skill skills in different ways. Like what other ways can I support people with this? So um, even like, going to California and learning firsthand, like this is how a lot of people are working, but then also understanding that a lot of this isn't working for them. So like, how do you feel about yourself? Where's your self-esteem and confidence at? Is it actually supporting you in achieving your goals or not? And I think that's where a lot of these things have really come down for me of like, if you're very clear on what you want, if you're really happy with who you are, if you're confident in like your skill set and your values and you value yourself, that's where you get the biggest impact and you're able to make the biggest impact. And that's ultimately why I actually started my company. I'm in love with supporting people and again, seeing themselves in the best way possible and allowing them to feel a little bit more safe and confident in themselves so that they can do the risks, so that they can get out of the side of their box and try something a little bit different. And then as a result, I've been able to have this amazing company that's been featured in like a plethora of different organizations. I've, you know, I've been able to uh, get some really great people to co-sign on uh, my products that like, again, really enjoy them because of the essence of what they are. Um, but then I would be lying to say that this is all like sunshine and roses. Like there's definitely been a lot of moments that have, I would want, I want to say almost broken me just really figuring out like, 
is all this effort worth it? Is all this sacrifice worth it? Is all this pain worth it? And ultimately it's like not about me. It's more essentially about the actual impact that I'm looking to create and how I'm looking to support people. And if I'm doing that, then I just need to find a way to have a balance. So basically I think the biggest thing in my career is figuring out balance. I'm very an all or nothing person. Um, but then in finding out that balance of like, what is feeding me in this business, what is not like supporting me and like, where do I need to go in order to get that? Like having this lovely balance of, of play and energy and excitement and like hard work and diligence is really, I think the whole thing of my career journey is, is figuring this out for myself. And if I'm able to support other people in doing that too, then that's super cool. Um, but I, I don't, I, I, I feel like I, it's really come down to listening to my intuition, understanding what that is, understanding how to move forward and how to like really value myself so that I can go ahead and create a lot of the impact and like be successful in whatever chosen avenue I decide to move into. One of the things that you said that before we started chatting, I was asking, like I said, it's Monday morning. So I was asking you about your weekend and you told me fabulous. You said your day has started, like you're having a fabulous week and it's now, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern time on a Monday. Most people's weeks have barely, you know, cracked into their second coffee kind of thing. So your energy and the vivaciousness that clearly you embrace life is just, first of all, is absolutely contagious. And I mean, we've been speaking for 20 minutes and I'm void for the rest of my day now. I'm, I'm feeling more energetic and, and happy and, and, and that's fabulous. So clearly you are in the exact right line of work of what you do um, to be able to create that for other people on a day in, day, ba day out basis. But I can't imagine that it's always been easy. You know, like you said, you, you, your parents were divorced and whether that was, you know, positive or negative or the right thing to happen doesn't, you know not for me to say, nor do I want to dredge up um, our feelings or anything, but you've clearly had some hard times. You've clearly gone through transitions. You've, you've had nothing. It's not always been, you know, rosy and, and up and whatnot, but yet you've been able to embody this positive energy. Was there a defining moment, a decision, something that really significantly impacted the trajectory of your career and, and your attitude, quite frankly, that's really got you anchored in the way you are today? Great question. I honestly feel like um, there's definitely been a bunch of small moments, but the biggest moment I would say was actually when I finished this amazing personal growth workshop. It was a three-day course, ended up taking it, and then that was the first time I'd ever had like those sort of conversations or really got into any of that sort of stuff. I signed up initially because it was like, oh, you can make more money. And I was like, who doesn't want to make more money, right? Um, but I was like, what are all these feelings that we're going through? Uh, but as a result of going through that course, I actually was able to hear a lot of the things that I was saying to myself that I wasn't actually conscious of. A lot of things like, oh, you can't do that. Like, who are you to do that? Like, you're going to look stupid. Like, all of this negative self-talk that I just thought was me, I didn't understand that this was like a separate voice in my head. Now, being able to understand and differentiate between who I am, what my values are, 
what my thoughts are and my limiting beliefs would have to be the biggest thing because I'm able to hear that voice and even be able to say, okay, wait a second. Is this really me saying this? Where is this coming from? Is this actually something that I want to entertain or why is this coming up? And in working through that, that's where I feel like I've been able to really change again, a lot of the trajectory of my life, understanding that a lot of the things that were holding me back were, you know, wanting to stay safe, this level of fear, all of these different things that weren't necessarily true, and then deciding what I wanted to be true and moving forward from there. That is a very powerful workshop. I mean, it was definitely, (laughs) it was definitely super important to me. And like I was involved and I'm still involved in the community to this day because the work is so good. And it's honestly, that's where I fell in love with personal growth and just seeing like that small change, like that small workshop, me putting in that work and like the impact that it's made in my life for this amount of time, like how can I support other people in making this sort of change? Like this is like the biggest thing for me, or I should say, this is something that's made the biggest change in my life. So who am I not to pass that on to other people? So you've used the term personal growth Mm -hmm. a couple of times. So maybe for our audience, because that can mean so many things to so many different people and there's different facets of it. You know, I'm, I'm lately been just gobbling up Brene Brown's, um, books. I'm, I'm, you know, full disclosure and anybody who knows me who's listening is going, you're listening to Brene Brown? What? You're reading her? Because that is not me. I am not a self-help, dig in kind of person. I'm, I'm good with who I am. I've got it. I've gone through the growth and yada, yada. And I know there's always growth, but something about her right now is really resonating with me. So when you talk about personal growth, that can mean so many things to, to different people. Can you talk a little bit more about what that is and how you've built now this, this business around that to help others with their personal growth? Great question. Um, I also think like people just get gravitated to what they need at the time. So Brene Brown, amazing, especially like her research on like shame, like being able to get into all of that and understand like, oh, this is a reason why I'm this way. And then really deciding, is this something that you want to continue or do you want to change it? And I think that's the basis of all personal growth. Whether it's, it, personal growth isn't necessarily for broken people. And I think if you're in a great place in your life, if like you've got a great relationship, you've got great money, if you've got like, you know, your body's banging, all these different things, it's just like the icing on the top. So you can enjoy it better, receive it easier, and then just, in like have a better version of this same life, like an elevated version of it. So for me, I like, I initially started more in the, the portion where, uh, with my first product, like just brightening your day with sticky notes, like where can I put these little pops of positive energy so that I can remember who I am, where I'm going and that like, I can choose to be happy right now. Then it rolled into things like the clarity journal where it's like, okay, I get to decide who do I want to be like creating your own affirmations and really delving into, um, this is what my life looks like right now. Is this what I want? And what does my ideal life look like? And I think that's super important because oftentimes we just get caught up in the inertia of the day to day and not like, wait a second, let me just press pause on this. Is this life, the life that I actually want to have? What do I want to be different? And what steps could I make in order to change that? And, and oftentimes I feel like we're doing it from the space of, oh, well, this person needs this for me. Or like, I feel like this person would want this for me, whether it be your boss, your partner, your kids, whomever. But 
we very rarely say like, what do I want for me? And how do I want that to look like? How do I want my life to look like? How do I want to feel on the day to day? Then that's where a lot of my stuff really comes in is like letting you be the author of your own life and deciding what way you want to go so that it could be even more delicious as it is unfolding. Author of your own life. There is your memoir. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there is the title for your memoir right there. I actually had one where it was the diaries of the eternal optimist. And then, so like, I still have that and I'm like thinking about it, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see what my editor comes up with when we finally get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one too. The diary of the eternal optimist as an eternal optimist, which clearly you are. I mean, that's, there's no anybody listening is going to hear that what is it what is your day-to-day like when you are so focused on helping others now as you know again we were talking before we hit the record button about you know how important self-care is and that you're very aware you've mentioned about you know you're aware of what you need and are are attentive um attentive to those needs what does your day look like what is getting up as cheryl in the morning and what are some of the challenges and compromises that you're you're facing in order to continue with that eternal optimist point of view? Great question. So um, what it currently looks like is, you know, waking up in the morning. Uh, I'm attempting to not do social media before I, like, get my life together. And that has been uh, one of my biggest opportunities for growth. However, my day usually starts with a meditation, whether it be silent or guided, like 20 to 30 minutes or not 15 to 20 minutes, like make it easy. Just like really reconnecting with the present that like today is going to be a good day. Um, What do I want from today? Um, And then also like what I am deciding to feel like today. So there's that. And then, you know, depending on how proactive I am in getting up, uh, there's usually some exercise involved. Uh, Then, of course, like really getting into the nuance of the day. So um, and I'd love to speak to the fact that uh, when I recently or recently, like at the beginning of the year, I actually transitioned into um, making my business a part time or like just like, I guess I uh, what is the word? I gave myself a promotion where I was the primary, just like a, like a, the visionary type of thing implementation. And I hired a business manager to take care of the day to day while I ended up actually getting this really great opportunity to work this, um, work for this tech company. Now in doing so, I also under, I noticed how I was falling into bad habits and older habits of, okay, yeah, like I got to do this. I got to push. I got to like struggle. I got to do that. And then I wasn't really noticing a lot of like the negativity, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the frustration that I was going through to the point where I would close my laptop and then just be like, oh my gosh, like I'm so tired. Like da, 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 da. I wasn't cognizant of that. And then only now I'm realizing as I've taken, um, we've taken a step back or I've taken a step back from that. Like, oh, this is why this wasn't working is because I wasn't actually allowing myself to do the things that I needed to do in order to be successful. I wasn't very clear on like what it is that I wanted. I wasn't very clear on making sure I felt good as I was going through those activities and even standing up and saying the things that I needed to say for myself so that I could do a really great job in that position. And so now I'm just like really excited 
to go into another realm and say like, okay, this is what my intention is for today. This is how I want to handle this. Who, this is who I want to be, how grounded and connected and clear and confident as I'm going in and having these conversations, as I'm talking to leadership, as I'm growing and doing all these calls and all of this sort of stuff. And then just letting the magic come in, like letting the money come in, letting the success come in. If it's not easy, I don't want it anymore. And um, so that is that is my new mantra going into 2032 no 2023 oh my god I know I was just like wait a second how old am I again uh going into there just like being very cognizant and then just upping the level of importance and and understanding how I'm feeling and respecting that well 2032 would mean I'm 10 years into this podcast and which would have meant that I will have spoken to like 500 plus amazing women like yourself. Congratulations. So I am down for that because <laughs> I would love to be able to see who I've connected with. Um, but yeah, I'm not ready to be that old yet. So let's, let's stick with 2023. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love, you know, the fact that you say if, if it's easy, I don't want it. And there is a certain amount of easy we do want in our lives. And I'd love your take on this is, you know, we want our relationships to be easy, not take for granted, not, but you don't want to have to work at those all the time. And when you're working with, with and for something you love, it's not hard. So it's still work. So I think that's one of the things, if I, if if I'm interpreting that right, you know, it's, it's easy is okay. It's not that you're saying things shouldn't be easy, but you want to work for it. Like the sense of earning. Yeah. I mean, I love having, um, clarity and aligned action. So it's like, you're still doing stuff. You're not sitting around and just waiting for the world to cater to you, but it has to just feel good as you're doing it. Or like it, like the end goal is like, Oh yeah, I'm excited for this. Like we're moving towards something where there's not a lot of resistance or frustration or like anxiety around it, because then that's actually like negating all of the physical work that you're doing. Right. So if you weren't doing what you do now and you're doing so much, what would you be doing? Would you, would you go back to school and be that, that, um, plastic surgeon or is there another, another thing you have that you're like, Oh yeah, I could see myself doing this. Honestly, I really like if I was to win the lotto today and then be like, yep, this is it. Um, I would probably still be doing, I would definitely still be doing please note stuff, but then I would also really want to get my foot a little bit deeper into the real estate realm. I've, for some reason, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to own a parking lot. And so I would want to own like a series of parking lots and just like, look at that, uh, passive income. I also really wanted to actually do a bunch of uh, philanthropic things. So I wanted to actually get a, a space and it's going to be a live workspace in uh, Toronto and then, of course, in like Calgary and in certain places, probably in the Caribbean as well, where people are able to pursue a lot of those creative ideas that they otherwise wouldn't be able to because of money or finances or circumstances. So they also get like support as in like mentorship. They also get like mental health support, working with like a therapist. They also have like the majority of like their housing costs taken care of, a small stipend, and then a workspace below hand so that they have like 
all the things that they need to be really, really successful, giving them the time and the opportunity. And like, again, getting away from like the pressure and like the stress and the frustration that's holding them back from being able to really dedicate to their craft. I always feel creativity and Brene Brown speaks to this as well, that creativity is really where innovation comes from. But creativity is often killed by a lot of these stressors, like, you know, not having enough money or like worrying about like the day-to-day things. If we're able to alleviate a lot of those things, could you imagine where innovation would be in like 10 or 15 years? Like we would be so far ahead of the curve, especially when it comes to people that are in underrepresented segments, like people of color, women, like people in the LGBTQ community, like being able to have those resources and benefit from them, oh, it's, it just sounds amazing. That sounds lovely. If you get that going, you let me know. I'm happy to uh, contribute to that. Thank so. you. This has been wonderful. What a great conversation. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm buoyed with energy now. And you've given us already so much advice. And I'm sure you have like a bunch of things just off the top of your head. But for our listeners, maybe particularly the, the women or a little more disenfranchised people in our audience, um, what would be your best piece of advice on life, career, success, anything you'd like to share? I think you can have anything that you want as long as you believe you can. And it really comes down to the fact that like, I'm going to speak from I is like, there's just so many things that if I had just believed that I could do it and went for it full force, it would have been completely different. Like it would have been so much easier the people places things would have fallen into place like it like even like I see so many people and see so many entrepreneurs that have such amazing ideas but they're always hampered with the how like I can't do this I, I I don't have a way to do this instead of really being dedicated to their vision and really believing that they could have those things and then oftentimes when you share it from that space of like I really want this I know I can do this like I can create this that's when the money comes in like We've seen so many people have absolute trash ideas that get millions of dollars in funding. And it really comes down to confidence. And can you pitch it? Can you sell it? Are you actually like clear on your value statements? Are you asking for enough money? Are you communicating like what it is you need and like how you're going to impact people in such a way that you're enrolling other people in your success? Confidence. Confidence. That is really it can come in so many different ways, shapes, forms, what confidence looks like. There's no one right answer, which I think is another thing people struggle as they look at others to emulate as to what confidence is. And confidence is very personal and it's something that you need to develop and figure out for yourself and what that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So I think those are absolutely wonderful words to, to leave this on. Uh, where can our audience find you? Are you, you mentioned you, you, you stay off social first thing in the morning, which I fully support. I, when I, my morning routine is a big cup of tea, wordle, quartle and waffle. And that gets me going for the day. So, but where can we find you? Well, you can stalk me on social media. My favorite platform is Instagram. And I'm on there as Please Notes Goods, all one word. And um, I'm also on LinkedIn. Let's be best friends there. Just say that you found me on the Uncharted Journeys podcast, and like I would love to connect with you. Uh, those are definitely the two of the two of the best places for you to find me. And then, of course, my website, which is www.pleasenotes.com. Please, as in please, of thank you. Notes, as in notes of love.com. 
Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I have so enjoyed our conversation. Um, the fact that you have, you know, tried and, and done so many different things. Um, you've sounds like you've rediscovered your passion on multiple, t- multiple fronts at multiple times, but always come out of it, uh, making a plan and so that you can make it happen. And I think that's just having the courage to do that and the confidence, uh, clearly is, uh, is great and will help you on your way. So to my audience, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Uncharted Journeys. Um, I am your host, Kathy McKnight, and if you'd like to hear more amazing stories from more amazing women, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net, listen to some of the other episodes. You can also sign up for our email list and check out the links and resources in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. See you next time, and until then, enjoy the journey. Try again. You can dust it off and try again, try again.